Thanks for tuning into Americana Music Profiles. The next episode starts right now. You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Kevin Arizona, commonly known as Kaz, got his musical start in a small northern town of Manitoba, Canada at the age of 15 when he met a 16-year-old singer friend and began a long friendship of writing and singing and playing music together. Kaz has settled into Americana music as his genre of choice and is excited to join us on this edition of Americana Music Profiles to talk about his long career in music and his new single, Crazy Town. Good afternoon, Kaz. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it, Greg. Yeah, thanks for taking time out of your warm Arizona day to jump on the, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> jump on the call. We were talking about uh, uh, your home, your your uh, original home base of um, uh, Canada, and how nice and crisp it is up there right now at the moment. Yeah, exactly. And you're right. I mean, I I am Canadian, and um, we spend six months of our lives in Arizona. And we, just like any other kind of snowbird, we peel out of there, you know, before the snow flies. And a buddy of mine texted me this morning and it was minus 27 Celsius, of course, but minus 27. So I'm really happy to be chatting with you from, you know, a warm, warm vehicle here in the sunshine in Arizona, that's for sure. (laughs) Um, Are you, do you have performance engagements in Arizona or is that predominantly a Canadian experience for you? It's predominantly Canadian at this point, and um, with with the release of the new single that that uh, is kind of you know imminent right now, we will be focusing our attention on on a, well European market and and the United States like secondary United States market. Yeah. Canada is um, I've I've played in Canada my whole life and. I just spend so much time here. So with one of the things that we do here in our six months is I'll do private events that are just for fun Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing, you know, like house parties and stuff like that, which is great. But, but as far as, you know, um, a full on union type gig, that's what we're going to be looking at in 2023. So taking, taking the show down to the U S and doing that. Oh, very cool. So you got your start obviously in in Canada growing up in uh, Manitoba. Is that right? Yeah, you nailed it. Yeah, okay. so northern northern Manitoba, speaking of minus 27. Right, yeah, up, up uh, there with the rest of the cold. Way, <laughs> yes, sir, way, way up there. And that's that's where I was born and uh, then predominantly spent most of my life on the west coast uh, in the Vancouver, British Columbia area. Oh, cool, okay. Um, when when was music a thing? When, when did you take to, to performing and playing and picking up the music bug? Well, you know, it sounds like one of these cliche things you know your mom sang in the choir and your auntie sang in a band and all that but that, that was true with me so from a, a when i was little 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 there was always music around and my mom loved drums which was wild and she would she bought like there's a uh, you know jazz drummers and big band drummers a guy mm-hmm. named sandy nelson mm-hmm. and uh mom loved sandy nelson records and she'd set me up as a, a baby with with wooden spoons and and upside down like tupperware or whatever right. and i'd beat the <laughs> snot out of it and and of course i'd listen to my mother sing and then as i got a little bit older yeah you know, she got a lot more serious about it in church choir she joined some adult professional choirs my auntie was like a linda ronstad type 
uh, country rock singer. So I was surrounded by it, and I played my very first gig on drums back then when I was 13 years old. Oh, cool. And, it, it, dude, it was it was crazy. It was my, my bandmates um, were like 16, you know, so like they were three years older than me. And there was a, um, a band from North Dakota that came up to Flynn Fun, and they were a cover band looking back now, but I thought they were, you know, super rock stars. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and we were playing what we called in those days, I don't know if some of your listeners would even relate to this, we called them smokers. And so it's adults getting together, and it's just kegs of beer, and everybody smoked back Okay, then, right? yeah, yeah. And uh, so it was a big party, and we got to go and hang out with this band. And half of the, their very first break that they took, and this is in front of 600 people, and the very first break that they took, they said, we got some local boys here. They're going to get up and play a song for you. Well, that was us. Oh, wow. And I was bit from that moment on. I bet. So from 13, 13 on, I've been doing it. Wow. And, and and pretty much as a full-time pursuit, did you have other things that you did along the way? No, that's that's a great question because it was a, a really kind of big lull. Um, went after it earnestly up until, you know, you kind of fast forward through your touring, you're doing all that kind of stuff, meet the girl of your dreams. And uh, we had our first um, our first baby. And I was still at that point, I, I managed to keep myself anchored in Vancouver, British Columbia, and really turned my attention to recording originals and doing shows around that area. By the time our second baby was on the way, who is now 27 years old, I can't believe that, um, mm. that was time to get serious. So I, I started a career in a, a company up in, in uh, Western Canada called A&B Sound, so, um, and got really serious with that and got into distribution and things. So there was a lull in my life where I you know, put bread on the table and paid the mortgage and and now I'm at this this interesting point where children are growing up, the two daughters are grown and have their lives, and I've turned back to this wonderful world of of music again. So, was it? So yeah, so all my life, but a little low, you know, in there. Yeah. Um, w- was it difficult trying to refine your uh, music legs uh, after the pandemic started to relieve and and you know let the music world kind of get back to its thing? Uh, were you able to reestablish, it sounds like, some sort of uh, music career on the other side of that? Yeah, and, you know, another excellent question. We, Whether you're, we're in the U.S. or in Canada, we, we're all afflicted by the same thing, the same lockdowns. And right. Ironically, the first summer, so not this past summer that we just got out of, the one before, was the first time that we were able to gather and celebrate music and be together. And, mm-hmm. um and I'll tell you, we had a wicked summer. We played a lot of uh, smaller festivals uh, up here. Of course, rodeo was really big. Um, a lot of main stage rodeo stuff and bars. It, it was great. So it kind of just jump started. But in the meantime, it as far as myself goes, it didn't affect me too much simply because I'm a real focus really on uh, songwriting. Mm, okay. So it was. I just kept it up. I just kept songwriting like I always did. And then when we were able to get into the recording studio, we were right back in there. So in a way it didn't, didn't personally affect me too much. Has the Americana bent always been present for you or was it a different style for a while? It was definitely a different style. It was rock and roll for like, I'm talking, you know, traditional kind of nineties rock, eighties rock kind of stuff for a long time in my life. And then when songwriting became 
more and more and more important to me and became something I focused on. The life, the story of my life, which is, gosh, could take us another few hours to talk about that crazy <laughs> roller coaster, but yeah. <laughs> um, that started coming out in the writing. And then I, I really got serious. So I joined in Calgary. There's a place called the Calgary Songsmiths, which is a, hmm. an amazing organization. And I set to working on my craft as a songwriter. So in doing so, I kind of left that, you know, I want to be careful what I say, that kind of cliche rock and roll type writing, you know, and got into more heartfelt storytelling, which Mm -hmm. led me a little bit to country in that, in that realm, but I'm not a country artist. I, I have much more to me than just, you know, kind of what you hear on the radio Mm -hmm. is certain more. Mm -hmm. So that really opened. And when I started sending out new demos, on this kind of go around for this EP, uh, I was sending out demos to a bunch of people and it just kind of came back like, man, you sound like, you know, Tom Petty or man, that, that song reminds me of Jason Isbell or man, you know, so it was that kind of thing. And I hope that answers your question. I think yeah. that led me to yeah. where I'm just so comfortable in my skin in Americana now. And I'm, I, it allows me the freedom to kind of record and, and just tell the story and yeah. do what I feel was natural yeah i, I think I a that. lot of people say that about the americana the roots 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 americana um folk folk singer songwriter style uh, really seems to be um more uh free to process the soul than pop and uh rock and even some of the pop country stuff just seems to be very um n- not not a lot of real big depth to it um you know, more, more on the surface kind of music. So yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I love the fact that Americana music allows you to just dig in and, and tell a really uh, deep story in a, a really crafty way. Yeah. And, and you know what, it, it allows the, the courage to do that, to, to just flow. And what I mean by that is I think as a, you know, I've been through those stages as a writer. I've been through the writing for rock and roll, writing for kind of like what would country radio want to hear mm-hmm. um, and that sort of thing. And you you don't have the same courage to throw in something that is really, really heartfelt. Mm-hmm. And you feel like you need to keep it in the main, right in the in the driving lane. You need to keep it there. And I, I feel for me personally as a writer that Americana has allowed me to veer off that main way if if the song calls for emotion if the song calls for happiness or it calls for a deep dive into that story we can do that and i'm a firm believer that the story is kind of a tagline i use all the time that the story is king Mm -hmm. and we serve the song Mm. and i think that americana allows me to do that yeah for sure yeah. yeah What what kind of audience do you find connects with your music? Do you are you able to get in touch with who who resonates the most? It's that's that's really interesting because I I got kind of two sides to me live, and one side is the the guy that has a band that goes out and plays the you know forty five minute set at a festival or something like that, mm-hmm. and that will take you down that you've got a lot of people moving and dancing, so that's typically a little bit of an older crowd. You know, we've got a demographic that I would say would be that mid to late 30s and up. Mm -hmm. And they can relate to, and I think because of the generation I come from, there's a lot of harkening back to some familiar sounds in the arrangements. So you kind of go, oh, yeah, it reminds me of music I used to listen to. Right, yeah, yeah. But then then there's this flip where 
I go out with my acoustic guitar, and these are just some of my favorite gigs in smaller coffee houses and house parties and things like that, where once you can have that opportunity to really explain the song a little bit before you tie in. Yeah. And it really touches everybody that's sitting in front of me, whether they're 25 years old or they're 65 years old. So I think it kind of really depends on how the song is delivered, but our demographic is certainly, I would say for sure, in a little bit of that older crowd Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. um, can write to those life stories as well. I sing about mortgages, man. <laughs> so you're getting turned down for a bank loan. <laughs> you're, you're going after the Gen Xers and the baby boomers, then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Do you have a right on? Yeah, so that's kind of it. I, yeah. I would say. Yeah. yeah, maybe not so much the baby boomers. I mean, those most of because I'm I'm at the 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 back end of that. So most of us are are in our late fifties and early sixties. Hopefully by now the, the mortgage thing has been settled in one way or the other. Yes. Uh, the, the Gen <laughs> yeah. Xers are trying to still figure that out. So, <laughs> Oh my word. Well, we've all known of this, but if interest rates still keep going up, I really would. We're not in that game anymore. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You're going to have a whole new there. list of things to write about again, <laughs> the coming <laughs> couple of years. If this, yeah. if the, the rate we're going, uh, do you yeah, have a, absolutely. do you have a, process that you follow or format or when when it's time to write do you stop and write or is it a little more organic than that it it's no it, it's more it's more schooled when i was younger as a younger songwriter i i would leave it up to um you know god or whoever the music gods or fates or whatever to bring me a song and i would wait for inspiration now it's a discipline, and I, I have a couple rules, and one is the guitar has to be in my hand for 15 minutes a day. That is an absolute rule that I'll mm. go to my grave with that. Mm. And what that does is it keeps you, in, in my case, it keeps me in touch with my instrument, and guitar playing is pretty important to me. So it keeps my chops up, but what it also does is gives you an opportunity, oh, there's a little riff. So I try to write at a really big volume, like a lot of material, which means that out of 20 songs, maybe I get a half of an idea for a good one. So it, it's important to me, I think. It's like if you're, if you're a golfer and you really want to get good at your game, you just don't go out on a weekend and swing the club and get really frustrated with yourself because you can't break 100. Right. Right. And as a songwriter, I think it is a discipline. I think it is something that you do get better with time. And if you surround yourself, like like I said, with a song, Calgary Songsmith, you surround yourself with other songwriters and see some of the tricks of the trade and, and try to try to um, get better at it. It takes discipline and it takes volume. Yeah. So to answer your question, I think it's it's, okay, it's time to write. And I sit down and I have a big, beautiful book i use these art books and a pencil and a guitar and i'll spend 15 20 minutes and often something comes out that mm-hmm. really doesn't mean it's going to be good mm-hmm. but something mm-hmm. you know and, and, and it. yeah um and so all of that of course brings us to uh you've got a new i think you said it was an ep right that's out or on the way yes, out sir. yeah okay tell us oh, about yeah, that yeah, yeah. Well, we do. We, we've. Um, I want to tell you about this cr- great studio as well. It's called Bucket Brigade Studio, and it's it's. Um, I'd say east of Calgary in Canada, in a in a rural kind of setting. It's kind of done in a barn kind of setup, 
And I, I stumbled across the studio just by chance through word of mouth. And what an amazing opportunity. And we went in there to record one single. And that single is the first one we're going to be releasing off this EP. It's called Crazy Town. And I'm telling you, it. Uh, I've recorded, I've been blessed to record in many, many big studios. And this is so organic. The drums were recorded with four microphones, if you can believe that. It was wow. fabulous. Yeah, and it, um, so we did that. We knocked off Crazy Town. We got that all done. We have a gentleman out in Vancouver that's doing the keys, so all you know that all got sent back and forth. And and then we decided to keep going. We had three more, and uh, we used Bucket Brigade, and um, we, we were absolutely thrilled with with the results of it. So the last three songs are currently getting mixed. As we speak, okay. uh, Crazy Town is ready to go, and that one's going to be released before the end of this month. Oh, cool! So it's it's really fresh um, album. Oh, brand new! Yeah, the EP's not even in your hand yet. That's cool. No, the 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 single is done. The single is mixed and ready to go. It's been mixed, mastered, and all that you know crazy stuff they do with these things to send them out. And um, we, like I said, that one's going to go out of the gate first, but the, the other three, so the package of the EP will come probably around Christmas time. Maybe we, I, I'm not sure when we're going to release it in its entirety, but certainly crazy town is out this, this month, the, the new single. What kind of plans do you have to take it out and, and share it with your audience? Will you, will you get a chance to play out with it, with the new songs? Oh, absolutely. So our focus for the release is, um, of course, the digital thing. I mean, sure. you know, that goes out to the Spotify's of the world and all that. That's just an automatic thing now. But one of the things I really needed to consider um, was my age, the way I look. I, I, I got white, white hair and a white goatee. And, <laughs> you know, you look at me and you go, well, he's not 25. <laughs> and um, we released three singles uh, to Canadian country radio in the last two years, I guess, a okay. year and a half. And absolute went nowhere. Mm. I mean, really, really well-produced, great songs. We were really happy with them. And this, the market in Canada, number one, there really isn't an, a full-blown Americana market for mm. radio, even on secondary markets. Mm. It's not there yet. Mm. So we decided, I've um, hooked up with a new management company, and uh, we just got that all kind of settled in just before I left Canada. And we've really decided that we are going to concentrate 110% on Europe. So we are going to release exclusively on European markets, Australian markets, and secondary U.S. stations. Mm. So I, I, I have no illusions of, you know, having a number one hit on a rape aside of Brett Kissel. Oh, he's a big guy in Canada or... Uh, you know, whoever the big guys are out here, you know. Sure. So that's that's our approach. We're yeah. going to really target those. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And some sort of tour eventually? You mentioned maybe uh, when you go yeah. home? Well, we're going to kick it off. So th so this this new cycle with this EP and the, the uh, you know, the single and the EP and the singles that will come off of that, um, we want to now, I mean, we, we are booking currently as we speak. We're, okay. we're trying to get some stuff going. And then the idea is get back to Canada. So I will leave here end of March. I'll arrive back in Canada. And by then I want to be looking at a, at least at the very least an acoustic tour to start with mm -hmm. and then circle back once the weather starts getting nicer, um, into the band doing those festivals and those outdoor yeah. things. And then by then 
we are really hoping we have some traction in other markets that we can continue that momentum and, and, and go. And if it's just me and my wife and my guitar, hey, awesome. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> that's the beauty of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what, dude. Yeah. It's, yeah. I love it. What's the best way for people to get in touch with you? How do you like to communicate the best? I'm just say that one more time. I'm sorry. We're, we've got that cell phone thing going on. Sure. Here. Yeah. What's the best way for people to get in touch with you and track with your music and follow your schedule? How do you like to communicate with, with people? I think it all starts with the website um, because from the website you can jump off onto the Facebook and the Instagram and that sort of stuff. So the, the website is the www.kevinarizona.com and that's it. And from there, uh, a listener or anybody, there's a contact thing there for email. If somebody wants to shoot me an email and say, hey, you know, dig your stuff or when are you coming through or something like that, they can do it from there as well as uh, engage within the social media. Uh, yeah. Is also tied into that as awesome. well, and we have a, a news page so we can do all the, the yeah. you know the latest updates. Yeah. yeah, cool. Well, thanks, Kevin. I appreciate your time and and sharing your story with us, and uh, wish you the best with this new record as as you start to release singles and and enjoy the sunny weather uh, down here <laughs> while you ride out the winter. And uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely look look forward to uh, uh, some some great stuff happening with this new music for you. Well, thank you so much, and I, w- I want to thank you for taking the time to, to reach out and, and have the chat. Sure, and, yeah. And absolutely, I'm enjoying this weather. There's nothing like Arizona. It's, <laughs> it's near and dear to my heart, and I can't wait to start visiting some some state different states down here and, and bring the music to the folks down here. Yeah. I can't wait. That'd be awesome. Well, yeah. you need to get over to the East Coast while you're working on that, so that'd be, we'd love to have you over here, too. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Well, that's, that's the plan. We're going to keep hammering away at it, and... And again, man, thank you so much for this. I really do appreciate it. Hey, you're welcome. Thanks. Thanks again. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the Internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.